Hello and welcome to Black, Brown, and Bilingue, where our mission is to unite the black and brown communities through education, storytelling, and community engagement. The vision of Black, Brown, and Bilingue is to be part of creating a world in which Black and Brown identities are affirmed, bilingualism and biculturalism are nurtured, and equity is the driving force behind all that we do. Thank you for joining us again today. I am Lisette Jacobson, and I am one of your hosts. And I'm Maurice McDavid. I'm your other host. Bienvenidos a otro episodio de Negro Café Bilingual. <laughs> I like that. We're going to have to use that one for the next season. Folks, it's hard to believe, but we've already come to the end of another BBB season. Lissette, I was thinking about this. When we started, we were in the throes of a pandemic. And now here we are. We've made it to the other end. I won't say the other side because I know folk are still getting COVID. I know that this fall may bring some things. Um, but we've at least made it to the other end of it, and things are very, very different. Um, and so uh, I think about all of that, and I'm just excited to still be making episodes of Black, Brown, and Bilingue continued excellence. You know what? And I think what's most exciting for me is how we have these episodes that we refer back to, and we're like, man, that was really cool that we were able to interview this person or that person, or this was something that I learned. It, it, it hopefully has helped other people, but I think as a person, I selfishly feel like I'm getting so much out of this, this whole thing. Absolutely. I was about to say, if nothing else, you and I have had some really cool opportunities to talk to really cool and influential people. We've learned a lot. I know it's impacted uh, the work that we're doing and conversations we're having. Um, and so I, but the other really neat piece is as we've had some opportunities to be different places and do different things, we've heard that, yeah, it is making a difference. People are talking about it. And, and that feels really cool too, to be putting something out into the world that is having a positive impact. Um, and and I will say additionally, I'm grateful to be doing it with you. I think um, that that wow. you and I have a good thing going here, um, and uh, and so it's it's been good. Yeah, I'll take that compliment because if y'all listen to the roasting episode, I don't get them very frequently from you. So thank you, and you know it is likewise. Um, I, the feeling is definitely mutual, and I think that we both, even just through our friendship, we've grown as people, right? Like you've taught me things. I think you've learned some things from me and it's been really great. Um, but before we move on, I just have to talk about the work that we've been doing through SEMA of Illinois. SEMA of Illinois? What's that, Lisette? <laughs> well, it's culture. I think it's identity and uh, multilingual advocacy of Illinois. It is our yeah. new consulting company and I'm very excited about that. Yes, yeah. So I, I think, you know, it's it's interesting because it's work that we've done before. It's work that we did, you know, even through the podcast. But now to have this official, like, 
LLC, like a, you know, we went the other day, we opened a bank account. Um, and it was so funny because I said, oh, yeah, I'm going with Lissette to open a bank account. And I was like, what? Why are you opening up a bank account? I said, because we got business. We talking business right now. Matter of fact, <laughs> we're not. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business, business. man. Man. <laughs> I'm like, no. It's true. It's true. And it felt so good to be like, okay, we got, we want to deposit this check. But anyway, more importantly, um, being able to work with people, you know, teachers, paraprofessionals, all the way down to, or up, down, whatever, to superintendents, right? This summer, we went with a high school district to LA Geneva for the administrative retreat. And I think that was a really positive experience. And from there, other opportunities have creeped up. Yeah. And then actually, of course, starting the summer, technically, before we were officially SEMA got an opportunity to go and work uh, with Golden Apple, which is an incredible right. organization. In fact, Lissette, you are a, a an alumnus, alumna. Alu you 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 were a, you're a Golden Apple scholar. We'll just call it that. <laughs> is it an alum? Yeah, yeah uh, something like that. I I think it's supposed to be different based on gender. You know, Latin. Um, so, but, uh, yeah, I got a chance to do that and work with some up and coming teachers who are still, uh, pre-service and, um, yo, that was, that was pretty dope too. I'm um, getting a chance. That to, was a lot of fun and shout out to Northern Illinois university for being our alma mater, um, for, um, being so hospitable. I think the, the new hall was beautiful, which is now being renamed. What is it? Oh, I, I'd have to look it up, but it is being renamed after the first Black woman to graduate from their teacher college. And so, uh, again, awesome. double shout out on, on Sean Love uh, to that history um, and that moment of celebration. So definitely. Yes. And so that was really fun. I really enjoyed being able to mentor, um, you know, college students who are in enrolled in teacher prep. Uh, program. So that was a lot of fun. Um, we were there for a week and then we continued on virtually. So that was a lot of fun. And we hope to do this again. I think we're on, we're slated to do it again this summer. Right. So I'm looking forward to that. And then we we have some uh, up and coming sessions. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So um it's it has been I think interesting to 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 look at and plan and and work with these different districts and and um because places do things differently uh, but but we know um through our own experiences through a lot of our, the learning that we've done uh we know some of those best practices and so working with other places to get there has been really cool i am super excited um about um continuing some of our work with uh you know the idea of language of success that is one of um, my favorite workshops that we've done. And we actually started that again way before SEMA. We started that as a product kind of of BBB um, and that idea of linguistic identity being key. And I think, it, of course, it makes sense that it would come out of something called Black, Brown, and Bilingue, talking about how language plays a, a major role in identity. Yes. So, you know, I think that's the perfect springboard into, um, you know, let's recap the season uh, we had some incredible guests. Uh, I think for me, oh, I don't know. It's so hard for me to pick a favorite. 
It's so hard. Um, but I think I'm going to say like one of my favorites is Gabby Rivera. Um, she's an author and um, she has also done some writing for America Chavez, the character. And yeah, I think hers, when she talked about the womb and how she was all, you know what I mean? It was like, I was already a part of my mom when she was in my grandmother's womb because of those eggs, right? Like you're all, oh. Yeah. That, that was big for me. Huge, huge uh, to, to, to really think about. Um, yeah, just, just that idea that, that, that I think that connectedness of women, right? Yes. That 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 connectedness of of those people who are able to to birth a child that that carry already the that source of DNA in oh man, just just mind boggling really um to to think about. So I did really enjoy that episode and and shout out to Gabby who who gave birth. Um, to a child um, this past spring, and and uh, we've seen some pictures and just beautiful. So that's awesome. Um, I would say, hands down, my favorite, and I'm still working on. I want to pronounce her name correctly. No. War Warda. 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 No. Now you. Warda. I I messed you up, but Warda uh, Farah. Uh, she's a speech and language uh, pathologist, speech and language therapist, um, which is what they call it in the, the UK. She is in the city of London. Um, and she talked about decolonizing speech and language therapy, this idea that something is wrong with your language. Mm -hmm. When you pathologize. Yeah, yeah. And so it was it was certainly something that challenged me uh, challenged my frame of thinking around this idea of speech. Um, again, very fitting for some of the work that we've been doing with linguistics, um, yeah. but also just this idea that like, nope, you're saying that wrong. And not only, and when you say somebody is saying it wrong, what does that do to that identity piece, right? Is, is, well, and she, I was also torn between that was my my other one where I was like uh, and I had a feeling that you were gonna go with her, so um, but she was tremendous. In fact, I still follow her on Twitter, and some of her tweets just um, really inspire me. And I think she gives me a lot to to think about. Uh, yeah, she's an incredible. You know, it's crazy because as I was listening to her, part of what we talk about in language of success is. Um, access and the bias good or bad she definitely was like oh wow look it's, look her, her accent her british accent is so beautiful right please stop myself from thinking that yeah it's um I think the awareness, right it is the idea that I'm I'm, I'm aware of it and then I can work on it um uh it cannot be real though like Idris Elba handsome well got real handsome once he started to speak 
And I had to, I had to. <laughs> um, yeah. Listen, like you always say, I haven't been saved my whole life. So um, I haven't always been woke, okay? No, but, you know, back to uh, Warda, I really think it's awesome that, you know, she always is talking about um, how the speech and language field often uh, dehumanizes Black and brown children. And you and I do a lot of um, professional development around um, language and identity. And so that just really resonated, I think, for both of us. So then talking about identity, we also had an opportunity this season to have um, some folk on who both that we've seen before and become good friends with, as well as a common friend uh, that we've developed, right? And so we had on Jordan Landfair. And Love he Jordan. About, yes, absolutely. Jordan, we're connected through Golden Apple. Um, and right. so um, Jordan and I actually both attended the, the, the same college for undergrad. Um, and, uh, but, but talking about that identity piece, he came on and he chatted with us a little bit about his doctoral work on really black nerdum, right? And, and we talk about identity that identifying as a nerd and, and that space of, of nerdum used to be owned by kind of whiteness, but he said, nah, I play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> hey, I, I'm so glad you brought up Dungeons and Dragons as part of our uh, family vacation. Um, we went to like a tiny little Dungeons and Dragons uh, museum uh, and it was a lot of fun. I've got some cute earrings. I've got some cool dice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm really excited to learn how to play. Um, but what really intrigued me with Jordan's episode was um, how like, what, what are the games called? Oh, um, role playing. Yeah. Yes. How that can support mental health, right? And I, I really was intrigued by that. And I remember thinking, like, how neat it would be to have some sort of after-school program um, where we can teach students coping skills and like all of that through role-playing games. Because that's something. I mean, talk about high engagement, right? A lot of kids already naturally are drawn to that. Can you imagine what it could do? So I thought that was really intriguing for me. And I don't think I had heard that before. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. The, the idea that you're actually learning coping skills, you're learning decision-making skills, you're, you're processing through this whole journey, right? And then how those skills are applicable, um, you know, on, on the flip side in terms of, of uh, you know, life right outside of just that game so yeah no jordan was dope um jordan is uh self-describes as my arch nemesis uh, they're really cute together <laughs> if you have not seen that episode um go back and watch it especially if you can watch it on youtube um i think that the dynamic between the two of you is actually kind of sweet maurice like that's like you could feel the love you guys have for each other i was about to say at the end of the day that's my homie, like, like, and again, there was actually, there was a funny picture. We both um, went to the Navajo reservation um, during our time in college, and we got a chance to do a two-week stay out there and look at the education system on the reservation. 
and all of those things. And uh, there's a picture of us sitting in front of this big canyon, just like fist bumping. And uh, we we tagged it, you know, uh, black teachers, man, got to stay together. And um, and uh, uh, it was in reference to the Dave Chappelle episode where Dave Chappelle and Wayne Brady, you know, they're like black comedians, <laughs> man. We got to stay together. <laughs> and so uh, Jordan is definitely the the uh, Dave Chappelle in that situation. And I am the Wayne Brady. You know, but Definitely. it is what it There's is. There's no you know? doubt. There but please no don't doubt. think that Wayne Brady on occasion doesn't have to smack. Oh, well, you know, let me stop. Let me stop because yeah, I am saved. You. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it was really neat to see the dynamic between the two of you, and I think the content was really interesting. It definitely stretched me. Um, you know, I think personally and professionally. Uh, another really cool uh, guest we had. And I, for some reason, I feel like that's like my uncle, my tío. He kind of looks like my tío Nicolás. Nicolás, I should say that. My tío Nicolás. Um, Chuy Garcia. Yes, yes. How cool was that? And then eventually, you know, from there, I was able to interview um, some of the people that worked for him. Uh, some, some awesome Latinas doing their things. Um, for Leading Latina, and it was really incredible to get to know those ladies and um, just kind of see what their life is like, and it was really neat. But Trey Garcia was really cool, too, and it was for the Diversify app. Yes, which we're still hoping and waiting and, and believing is going to, you know, get passed all the way through. Um, yeah, so so I think it's worth noting the cool little discovery that we figured out, uh, the connection, right, between yeah. Chewy Garcia yeah. And um, his cousin is actually the superintendent of my uh, of the school district that that I live in, right, in which we both used to work. Um, mm -hmm. His cousin is now the superintendent, uh, Dr. Uh, Garcia Sanchez. And so just that neat little connection. So when I told her, she's like, oh, yeah, how's Chewy doing? You know, and and, and uh, just get a chance to make well, that Well, that's connection. what, when I told my dad, he was like, oh, yo me acuerdo. I think when he was running, and he was like, El Bigote. <laughs> so, yeah, um, people people remembered him. Yes. And it was really neat. Again, it was so, I don't, I don't know, that jarring is the word, but it was really just so cool. To, because he was born in Durango, right? And so to see him, you know, do what he's been able to do um and born in mexico came here and I, I just i was so impressed and it felt like home and i think that's one of the things that i love about being brown particularly you know mexican or mexican-american is that like there's just that connection and when i interviewed the ladies it was so funny because i was like okay your name your role and then eventually i was like all right where am i story you from like they just knew that was going to be the next question because that's what we do it's like Oh, you're from Mexico? Okay, we're from. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because because it's like that in the city, right? Oh, you from the city? Where at? You know, well, yeah. what high school did you go to? Is actually the question that always comes up is what the high school, high school. Did you go to? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. you know, oh, you know, I was over at I was over at uh, Fanger, you know, or I was at you know Gordon Tech. You would. At, just you know, kidding. That was R. Um, Kelly. I'm just. Kidding. Uh, well, I was. Uh, I, it's it, it, it. I think one of the things that impressed me uh, with. Representative uh, Garcia is 
um, just his work that he has done in the community too, to really kind of talk uh, further what we call our mission, right? And that is that bringing that unity between the black and brown community. Um, and so, you know, I, I appreciated some of the conversation that kind of covered those ways in which he has endeavored uh, to bring that unity. And again, understanding how much political power we could wield uh, united, right? As opposed to feeling like I've got to, you know, fight against, you know, this group or that group in order to to, to get that political power. So that was... Um, that was interesting as well to, to hear him kind of be able to address that. Yeah. You know, and again, I think that with every season, I think we're only going to uh, get better. And I think it's going to continue to uh, grow and evolve. But let me ask you this, and this is probably not something that you were expecting, right? But where does BBB go next, Maurice? So my hope is that NPR picks us up and then we just become syndicated. You know what I'm saying? I mean, honestly, I think we've got good stuff going here. And when I when I listen to, like I, I say that somewhat tongue in cheek, but there's also part of me that sincerely believes, um, you know, this is our second season in a row that we've talked to a state representative, right? Uh, we talked to Representative Claiborne, uh, you know, the, the previous season. And so as we continue to do this work, one of the things I love about us just being us, right, is that we get to just be us. Um, but I, I also believe that the honesty and transparency with which we have conversation uh, is something that could be um, beneficial to an even larger audience than, than than we've been able to gain. So that would be pretty dope, right? That's like in a in 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 a dream world, and um, we're gonna make it a reality. It's not a dream world. This is well, gonna be a reality. I was about to say, but but the thing about dreams is is that we you work towards them, right? So I want right. dreams of being a, a a building principal, and right here we are, right? So right. so that that dream piece is not something that I use as as can't happen, but it's something that's just deferred right now, right? Mm -hmm. uh, to, to quote on know, Langston Hughes. <laughs> yeah, I um, if you guys don't know this, if, or if you've been listening, I love Oprah. And um, I try to, you know, get an episode in of Super Soul Sunday as much as I can. And one of the things that I just listened to that reminded me of her work was most people go through like two mountains in their life right like that first mountain is I'm a college grad I want to find a career I want to find my spouse or significant other maybe have children have a house but once you reach that mountain peak right la cima huh? um, once you reach <laughs> once you reach that peak you realize not that they don't bring you joy, but you're still not fulfilled, particularly if it's career, right? And I think you and I maybe are in that second mountain. I think you and I both want to make a contribution to this world. And we want to improve the life of other people as best as we can. It is in that second mountain that you find fulfillment. And so as I was listening to that, I definitely feel like I am in that point of my life where I want to really make an impact and put, you know, my energy towards that because I think that is what will bring me 
the most satisfaction. It won't be necessarily a title or a material thing, you know, it's making a difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I think well said, you know, you and I have talked about um, just some different opportunities, um, you know, that have, have been presented. I, I, I was talking with a friend, you know, about um, he's, he's in executive coaching right now and um, talking with him about, you know, what some of the work that is being done in that space and the idea that I would go in and work with, you know, some business to help them make more money, um, you know, because that's part of what, what you know, his company does. I said, for me, that is not sufficient to wake up every day. Mm-hmm. I agree. But, but, but if, I, if I can say at the end of the day, I've helped somebody feel safer in their workplace. I've helped somebody feel more welcome, like they belong in their workplace. I've helped uh, a family um, access education at a higher degree with more comfort. Those are the things that really uh, uh, drive me. And then to think about, okay, I can do it personally, or I can help other systems do it. And what I'm doing is now multiplying or amplifying Mm-hmm. my impact, right? Because I've mm-hmm. helped somebody else who's going to help run a system to then do better. Right. Um, so those are definitely things, you know, that that are sitting sitting uh, in my mind. And I keep telling myself uh, both that I am um, not too old to do something new, but I'm also uh, not too young to do uh, something amazing. Um, right. Ooh, you know? ooh, ooh, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I really like that. I thought you were going to say, but I'm also not too young. So like you're feeling your age, but no, no, no. I, I was in a rebuttal with Maureen. You can live till 85. You're not even halfway. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I, I guess, you know, I think, I think about folk who, who have their break in their sixties and that's great. And if I got to wait till my sixties, okay. But I'm not banking on that. I'm I'm I, I believe that I have the ability to make a an impact now, right? Right. And, and I think so, we both feel that way about yeah. ourselves. And I think that's what makes us such a force. Right. Is that it's two people pouring that energy right. into, you know, making a difference. And um big thing, were you gonna say something? I was just gonna jump in. I was I was just gonna say real quick, um uh that that made me think I tweeted out a little while ago, uh, just this idea that there was, there's nothing quite like getting a, I'm proud of you from an older black person. Right. And, and, and it was a tweet that caught on and it was really funny. Cause I thought, man, a lot of people identified with that, but I, I mentioned that at this point in the conversation, just because right. Um, and we can jump to Paul Ortiz in a moment, but when we think about where we've come from, when we think about the work our parents did to get you and I to where we are now, mm. we owe it. We, I, I almost feel sometimes like we owe it to be great. We owe it to them to like make the best, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When you have, like I think of my parents, when you have that as your example, nothing can tear you down. Right. And nothing can stop just sheer willpower. 
just sheer willpower to see how they, I, I can't imagine being new to a country at 19 years old and having a family at 20 and having four kids by 27 and trying to raise them in the city and you don't speak to, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. Seeing them get up every single day and still grinding. I mean, just that example alone, I, you're right. I owe it to them to be great. And what an example, what an example to us, right? Um, but before we go to um, Paul Ortiz, I think another thing that I'm really coming into is, and I keep saying it, but it's become like my mantra. I don't want to do another person's dance. I don't want to dance or other people. Um, I want to be able to move at my rhythm. And because that is when I'm at my best. And so I think that's something that SEMA and BBB does for us is it allows us to maybe loosen up your necktie, Maurice, um, and me maybe take off the blazer and let's be ourselves. Let's do our own dance and let's be um, authentic. Yeah. That is so freeing and it's, it's such an incredible feeling. And so I think we do our own dance. We use um, some of those things that we've learned from our parents or loved ones pair it with the experience and the knowledge that we have being tremendous. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I mentioned Paul Ortiz because we got a chance to talk with him about the, the uh, history of black and Latinx people, right? American history from, from a different perspective. And when I think about that history, I, I do think not just even about our parents, right? I, I feel, I, I carry the, the 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 weight of of folk who have come before us, right? That's why, again, when I think about that tweet, I, I think about like, man, it's it almost feels like they're saying it was worth the fight. When I get mm -hmm. a chance to see you realizing the dreams and the potentials and the things we fought for, it was worth the fight because. You are right, and and that. Which one did you, I, I'm trying to look at your Twitter. Uh, I, yeah, no, 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 I, I just, I, I tweeted out. Uh, it, it said again. I think it said there's nothing quite like a I'm proud of you from an older black person. It just hits different, and mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, uh, again, a lot of uh, a lot of black Twitter really connected to that but i think that that it probably even goes beyond that that when you are talking about the the history of of uh folk who have been oppressed and um and but have struggled and have persevered and and have have um overcome right and then you get all the way to this place man i'm sitting here like yeah i gotta i i, I gotta build on what's already been built you know well and I got excited because I, I couldn't find the tweet. I tried looking for it. I couldn't find it. <laughs> but another thing I think that you and I kind of came into was this idea of freedom dreaming, right? And let's not only talk about, you know, the struggles and the systems we want to dismantle, but let's imagine a world in which all of the things that BBB stands for, right? With right. Black and brown identities are affirmed bilingualism and by culture, right? So let's also talk about the future. Where do we go with this? 
right where what 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 are we going to make out of this and so um i think that when many people talk about their story they look back on the hardships right yeah. Yeah. tend to just and you know something that i have learned about myself is that I have gone through difficult things and continue to go through difficult things, but that's not all of me. And sometimes it's hard not to go back into that place. But if you keep going back to the struggle, right, you're you're reliving it and you're re um, rehurting, if that's even a thing. Like that is just not healthy. So I'm more excited about this idea of like, here's the struggle. Here's what made me now. Let's go and thrive and be joyful and, you know, help create an amazing future for everyone. Hey, hey now, now that takes me back to, to Gabby, right? Uh, because you talk about that, that joy, right? And Gabby Rivera talks about, you know, hey, growing up in the Bronx, nobody taught you how to like be joyful. It was like, Hey, what up, B? You know, like it was just being hard all the time. And so this idea of being able yeah. to be joyful um, and and of, of, yes, oppression has happened and is happening and still I rise, right? Mm -hmm. And I will smile about rising. I will mm -hmm. laugh about it. I will, you know what I'm saying? So absolutely, be, be, yeah, man. Um, and, and I come from a very joyful family. Yeah. Like, we are all boisterous and we own that. Some people don't like it too bad. Like we are all very jovial, um, high energy, hyperactive. And to me, it's like, don't take yourself so seriously, right? right. You, you might as well like experience some joy while you're at it. One of the things, because we got to talk about this episode, Lissette, one of the things Which that one? brings us joy in our families and in our relationship is is at some point I'm going to fry you and I you know like we've we've made it thus far in the episode and and we have we have been kind to one another we have complimented one another each other yeah you know but in the back of my mind I've been thinking what could I say to Lissette? <laughs> what, what could I say to fry her today? You know what I'm saying? Now to be honest we got some of that in pre-episode right and it and is. so but just that idea that part of that joy is going to come at somebody's expense <laughs> it was part of that laughter is going to come because somebody says something that if you don't know this culture and you don't know how we do it in our family um you're from the outside looking in you're gonna be like oh that was that was off-putting. Why did they say that? That was mean. Why did they say that? Mm. Um, and so I loved that. Well, or, or in school systems, kids getting written up for it. Right. Right? Right. Um, no, I I definitely just, I love to laugh. I have my whole life. Uh, in fact, no one makes me laugh more than me. <laughs> I think I'm hilarious, but... I think that's just how we grew up, right? Um, right? Maybe it was a coping mechanism. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but I just think that you have to join that idea of joy being revolutionary. Yeah. Right? It is It is an, almost an act of rebellion because the world is hard enough and you're not going to stop me from laughing. Like, right. it, that just will not happen. 
and I'm not going to stop roasting you. And you are so lucky that pimple that was in there for a month is gone because I would have straight fried it today. Can, can I can I tell you what happened? You know what it was? It was, an ingrown, it was, oh. it was an ingrown hair. So I was sitting on the I platform one day picking at it during church, right? And I was just messing with it. And then I pulled out an ingrown hair. It was about an uh, inch long. So that's why it wouldn't go away because it just kept growing in there. Anyways, we just hit y'all with all the awesome. details. Did you record it? No. Uh, see, this is I should fry you right now. You're gross. And I, I love go ahead and tell it. the people. Tell the people, Lissette. One of the ways that I relax in bed at night while I'm like stressed just to like get sleepy eyed, I love, love pimple popping videos. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Gooey ones. I like like the blackhead ones where it comes out whole or like the hair ones. Those are really cool. I don't like like the big cysts. No, those are gross when they're like dripping out. But like, hey, I'm gonna put you on blast. You dare you, you be a judger of pimple poppers? If you, you're all the same in my book. <laughs> no, there's levels to this. It's mostly blackheads. But here's the thing: don't act like you didn't pop that pimple one time. We were recording an episode on camera. I'm editing this oh. out. <laughs> I am editing this out. No, you did. I was so mad that I didn't have my phone to record it. I should have recorded it. Hey, I, people make we, money. If Steema, if Steema goes under, we could at least go to Pimple Popping. I was about to say. Uh, my 30s have produced an ample amount of them. I was convinced that by the time I got out of my teenage years, they would be done. But No, uh, I struggle with mine too, so. Yeah. It is what it is. We have gone way off the tracks, folks. Um, but but I, I will just say, um, I will say, I think, you know, we talked about this at the beginning. And, and again, to go back just to one more episode, um, one of the things I've definitely pulled away from you, uh, Lissette, is in our conversation about natural talent versus discipline. Um, I definitely feel like I have pulled away um, some some just mechanisms and systems that I can have to make sure that I'm being disciplined and getting this work done. And I think as a result, it has made me a better principal this year. Um, and so really reflecting on even, again, just some of the conversations we get a chance to have, we're learning from one another. Um, it, it has I'm been beautiful. Thank, really thank you. Thank um, you. And, and I, have you. I notice it. I notice it. Um, yeah. You definitely uh, sound principally. <laughs> yeah. um, no you you do you do and i'm glad you listened and you were humble enough i know sometimes i come on i like come down hard on you but you're my little ugly little big brother ugly little big brother all of the oxymorons in there because um, you're a little younger than me but you're bigger than me got it got it okay okay i got you i got you the, the ugly part is an oxymoron too this brother is denzel-esque you know so if y'all watching hey. if you're not watching if you're on if you're on uh, uh a podcast episode right now you got to go check out the video because the brother just got the fresh cut but i got to show you the side um that doesn't have the stress spot on it you know what i'm saying so we go anyway listen um well can i just say one thing for the people that do watch my hair is in a clip Okay, because I, I just feel like I look like an egg or a potato, and 
My hair is in a clip. It's She's a potato. Draping. She's still draping. <laughs> Remember when people used to say that? <laughs> anyway, my hair is long. I just have it up in the clip today. So anyway. Normally, it looks more so like, um, like Miércoles, you know, down at the show. Hey, okay. I walked right into that one. You, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Um, all right, folks, it has been uh, great. Thank you for stick, sticking with us another season. We are looking forward to an additional season and more and more to come. Uh, but Lissette, obviously, it is our tradition, right, like to do this whole one thing, right, that we want the listener to walk away with. So from all of season three, what might be Ooh. one thing? Season three. This was season three. You, yeah, you lost track. This is season three. Sure did. Yeah. Okay, season tres. Um, I think I still am on my whole idea of not allowing that happiness or joy come from external things and more about you internally and what you can contribute to the world. I think that is probably the biggest thing that not just with the podcast, but just in experiences. Um, that's where I'm at in my life. And it feels really nice to be able to say that. Um, and I hope that we can continue to have a positive impact. Um, you know, Twitter, even through Facebook, Twitter and social media, people have reached out and said some really kind things about the work that we are doing so um i want to continue to walk in that direction yes yes yeah i, I think for me um i am i'm dreaming i'm dreaming different uh you mentioned it that 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 freedom dreaming um i am dreaming different i know the things that i want to dismantle and I'm thinking actively about the things that I want to build. Um, I'm telling you, I've utilized Freedom Dreaming in my BLT meetings this year and staff meetings. It's something that we are talking about because we want to build something. Mm -hmm. And um, and so uh, I think about it too in our work. And I think that's kind of what I'm walking away with is just this, this uh, I, want, I want our listeners to walk away with um, dream beyond where you are right now. Right. Dream about what don't don't limit yourself to the way things have always been. Right. But walk away knowing that we can make things different, especially. OK, that is a beautiful way to end, but I'm going to keep speaking. Maybe we can add this as additional content. But that missed opportunity we had with COVID and everyone and their mom thought we were going to come back better than ever. And everyone default. Well, mostly everyone defaulted back. So how things were with, you know, no real desire to change anything, which is really, really sad, which brings me to my next point. I've been thinking about the state of education and we need to have our own school, Maurice. BBB Academy. It has to happen. Or SEMA. SEMA, SEMA Academy. Academy. Because you, you, we get to that peak. Because we have been to the mountaintop. Seriously. SEMA Academy, I think. What would we be, the Mountaineers? <laughs> like West Virginia, University of West Virginia. Well, listen, 
we've already talked about getting a business mentor. Maybe that's it right there. Maybe that's what we're looking for is a business plan that involves starting SEMA Academy. Yes. Because think about, I mean, I just think of like the fine arts. Yeah. That we could offer. On SEMA and them. Yes. This is On the SEMA, SEMA production. Them productions, right. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I'm I'm here for it. Again, I think had you caught me two years ago, I would have questioned it, but but I, like I said, I'm dreaming different now. Yeah. So, so let's do it. Let's do it. All right. For Black, Brown, and Bilingue. I'm Lisette Jacobson. And I'm Maurice McDavid. Muchas gracias for tuning in. Adios. Thank <laughs> you.